and every one that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold, and shall possess life everlasting. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Gospel given us for this feast of St. John Cassian is the same Gospel that we read in the votive Mass of our Father, St. Benedict. And this alone tells us that there is a providential continuity that links St. John Cassian to our Father St. Benedict and indeed makes him one of our fathers and masters in Christ. St. Benedict himself refers us to St. John Cassian and would have us read the conferences and the institutes so as to take into our minds and hearts all of the doctrine of the Desert Fathers. St. John Cassian is therefore a bridge in some way linking up the Egyptian monastic tradition, which had such a preponderant influence here in Ireland. St. John Cassian links up the Egyptian monastic tradition with continental monasticism. And this, uh, with uh, a particularly penetrating grace that reaches us even today. This gospel then, everyone that hath left house or brethren or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands. What have we here in this list of things left behind? If not a list of the very things that give meaning to a man's life. If you were to stop any man on the street and ask him, my good man, what gives meaning to your life, you would, without a doubt, be told, oh, what gives meaning to my life? Uh, my house, my brethren, my sisters, my father, my mother, my wife, my children, my lands. These are the things that, in some way, shape a man's identity. These are the things that warm his heart and give him a reason to live. And these are the very things that a monk leaves behind. There is, of course, a promise at the end of this gospel. Such a man shall receive an hundredfold and shall possess life everlasting. How might we sum up the doctrine of St. John Cassian? I suppose 
we would have to begin with this, this great truth, that man is created for God. Man is created for God in such a way that man is not fully man unless he gazes upon the glory of God that shines on the face of Jesus Christ. St. Augustine put it another way. He said that uh, we were created towards God, that God made us in some way towards himself, and that the man who does not correspond to that, what shall I call it, interior compass, the compass of the soul by which a man is oriented Godward, such a man is always broken, falls short of being fully human. This, then, is St. John Cassian's anthropology, that we are created for God, to see God. And this is related to that word of our Lord Jesus Christ in the Sermon on the Mount, Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. The fathers of the desert reflected long on this word of our Lord. What does it mean to be clean of heart? And their experience taught them that man is made unclean by certain logismoi, evil thoughts, wicked thoughts, vicious thoughts that come down to us in the tradition as the seven capital sins. And St. John Cassian, like Evagrius, both of them treat extensively of these logis moi, these vicious patterns of thought that shape a man's words and actions and so set up between man and God, a series of um, impediments, things that come between us and the God who created us for himself, things that uh, cloud our vision of God. And St. John Cassian tells us how we are to go about dealing with these vices, A man is freed from vice only by grace, only by grace. The man who thinks that he can pull himself up by the bootstraps and by dint of willpower eradicate every vice and conquer every virtue, such a man is just setting himself up for a spectacular fall. St. John Cassian would have us understand that grace, that by which the heart is made clean, that by which a man comes to see God, that grace is obtained through humble, ceaseless prayer. I shall not reiterate for you all of St. John's 
St. John's teaching on the ceaseless prayer of the heart. O oh God, come to my assistance. O oh Lord, make haste to help me in this. St. John Cassian tells us is the prayer of the monk uh, with every breath and with every heartbeat because at every moment the monk stands in need of grace. So grace is obtained by ceaseless prayer. The monk then, who aspires after purity of heart, who desires to see God, to be that for which God created him, such a man must pray always. And it seems to me that this is the particular grace uh, on, that is on offer. You know, on every feast of a saint, there's a, there's a special, special of the day. There's a particular grace on offer. You know, when you go into shops, into restaurants, today's special. You know? Well, it's the same with the feasts of the saints. Uh, some clever person should at some time do a version of the Ordo that gives not only the name of the saint of the day and how to go about keeping his feast, but it says, today's special, and that gives uh, the grace that's on offer on any given day. seems to me that today's special is ceaseless prayer. Because ceaseless prayer is an act of profound humility. It's a way of saying to God at every moment, I depend on thy grace utterly, utterly. It is the monk's way of putting into practice that word of our Lord uttered on the night before he suffered in the cenacle. Without me, you can do nothing. It often happens that a man enters the monastery thinking that he can do, well, at least a little something. And so he comes uh, with a certain amount of uh, experience and uh, with the assurance of getting on rather well uh, in the uh, Christian life. And at some point, God, by a severe and tender mercy, makes it clear to him that he cannot even do some little thing. We are not self-starters. We're not self-starters. I suppose that that 24-year-old doctor of the church, Therese, gets it right and says it well when she says, Tout est grâce, tout est grâce, all is grace, all is grace, and grace is obtained through prayer. Let us then pray always not out of a place of strength, but out of a place of profound weakness, brokenness, out of a place of humility, de profundis, out of the depths. Such prayer uttered out of our misery always attracts the mercy of God, and with the mercy of God, an infusion of grace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.